What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, welcome to part three of five of the odds and ends of 2003. That's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? But I'll give you a little bit of context. We kicked off the show today with the theme song to Stripperella. I mean, yes, we technically did. I figured that was a deep cut, so I needed to tell you what that was. A show canceled before its time. That was an underappreciated show that didn't pretend to be anything it wasn't and actually had good writing. So people should have watched that show. Stripperella should be bigger than it was. But I played that song at the top of the show because our opening song today was Dancing Days. Yes, Led Zeppelin's Dancing Days. That was a live track from a new live album at the time in 2003. It was a triple CD called How the West Was Won. And if I have it right, that show was recorded in and around the time, like either right before or right when Houses of the Holy was coming out. The majority of the material of that live album was recorded in the summer of 1973. A couple of stands in L.A., And according to the notes I see on this particular record, that version of Dancing Days, it says that supposedly they used parts from both shows in that particular recording. I don't know how they did that, or maybe it's a technicality and like the intro or outro was from a different night than the actual performance. I don't know how you like cut and paste that much from a live album and and you're talking to a Kiss fan here. But yeah... Despite that, How the West Was One is a cool-sounding Zeppelin live album. A lot of the fans will tell you that that's a better live album than Song Remains the Same. But you got this new thing up against a couple of decades of nostalgia, so who wins in that battle? I don't know. But I do know that is a cool live album. Much like Song Remains the Same, it's got the epic versions of some of these songs, like Days to Confuse. I think it's damn near half an hour long. <laughs> So that's why I picked to play a a shorter song to represent how the West was won. But if you're a fan, you're definitely going to want to go check this out if you never have before. On top of that, there was like a double DVD release of some of their more famous performances throughout their entire career in the 70s that came out. The DVD is just called Led Zeppelin. It's got a desert plane on the cover. So check that out too if you've never seen it. So it seems in 2003... There was a couple of Zeppelin releases out from the vault. So, of course, that sends the rumors flying out there again that the band's actually going to get back together with Jason on drums and do the thing. And they never did. They technically did do it one more time, but that was to memorialize Ahmet Erdogan uh, at his passing at the memorial concert for him. But they didn't get back together. They didn't do a reunion album and they didn't do a reunion tour which, at the end of the day, does make them that much more mysterious. Because they got to be the biggest band that never got back together. So, there you have it. So, as the Odds and Ends continues here for 2003, like a lot of these particular Odds and Ends multi-parts, it leads into a lot of cover songs. And this episode will have no shortage of cover songs. Good, the bad, the ugly, and the wacky. Let's kick things off with a real rocker right here. I'm going to send this one out to my friend LC of the Cobras and Fire podcast. I know he's a big Local H guy. And Local H put out an EP in 2003 called the No Fun EP. 
And there's a handful of covers on there, including a song that I played on the previous episode here. They also cover the Ramones, I Just Want to Have Something to Do. I wonder if they did that for possible inclusion on We're Happy Family. Were they battling it out and didn't make it? I I don't know. But what I do know is that they also covered another one of my all-time favorite songs on here. And I'm just now discovering that they did this doing my research for 2003. So happy to play this one right here. This one you definitely got to turn up. Here's Local H doing a very nice, faithful version of the Godfather's classic, Birth, School, Work, Death.
All right, Local H right there with Birth, School, Work, Death, the Godfather song from the No Fun EP. Go check that out. It's a hard EP to track down, but it's definitely worth your time. I have learned through my friend Elsie on his show that Local H is a band worth your time as well. So there you have it. Next up here, I don't do funerals as a person, really. I really, really go out of my way to try to avoid them. And I know that doesn't sound nice or fair or cool in any way, but yeah, they're not a lot of fun. I, I would like to think that the person in question, that's the star of the funeral. Let's just say, I got to think that they, they don't want you to be there any more than they want to be there. So in a sense, why bother? If you remember them and you loved them, I feel like that's enough. However, I bring that up because I recently listened to this for the first time ever, and it's the concert for George, which basically serves, it sounds like a big to-do funeral, basically, a service, but it takes place at the Royal Albert Hall. By the way, bonus trivia question, how many Beatles does it take to fill the Royal Albert Hall? One, just one, and in this case, it was George Harrison, the concert for George. Of course, it's a star-studded event with the build-up to the end, where, of course, Paul and Ringo show up and they play some songs for the people. And for George, of course, that's a big noteworthy thing to mention that in the concert for George, you actually hear Paul McCartney do All Things Must Pass on the ukulele. It's a beautiful moment. But I'm going to shine the spotlight here on a guy that we actually talked about on part one of The Odds and Ends of 2003. Jeff Lynn, of course, another big friend of George's was instrumental in his comeback in the late 80s as his producer and collaborator. And it seems like he was basically sort of the musical director of this memorial concert for George. So I wanted to give Jeff the song here because it's also very beautiful, much like McCartney's All Things Must Pass. So let's give it up to Jeff Lynn right here, paying tribute to his friend George Harrison. And this one's very apropos for the moment as well. I mean, it's a song that's never really gone out of style, but... With what's going on in the news right now, we need this one. So here's Jeff Lynn with Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth. Enjoy. Trying to touch 
Jeff Lynn right there with Give Me Love, Give Me Peace on Earth, of course, originally by the late, great George Harrison that was at his memorial concert, the concert for George. Another interesting note about that is that's kind of the first, I I call it the first attempt at the leveling up of While My Guitar Gently Weeps, where you got Tom Petty and Jeff Lynn up there doing it. And at the concert for George, you got Eric Clapton doing the guitar soloing, which, of course, he played on the original, so that makes sense. But I was just sitting there thinking when I was listening to that version, because, of course, if you're not listening to the truly great version of that from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Prince playing on it, uh, it's it's a letdown now at this point hearing Clapton play on it. Plus, also, I'm like, fuck Eric Clapton and fuck Layla, because... You got a guy who was like publicly trying to break up George Harrison's marriage and regardless of whether his is going well or not, like uh, look up the history. Eric Clapton acted like a real shitty dude and he got famous because of that. And the fact that he's at his funeral now or memorial playing for him, it's just like, what the fuck, dude? I would have put a fucking restraining order on that guy over time. But no, apparently they just wound up being friends for the rest of his life. It's like, what the hell is that all about? Okay, anyway, I wasn't there. I don't know, but that's what it looks like to me is all I'm saying. And plus, I will never not take the opportunity to say fuck Eric Clapton with his overrated ass. Okay, you're like sitting there going, yeah, think about it. I never really heard him on the show. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a reason why. But let's move on here to another cover song. Like I said, there's going to be a lot of covers on this particular episode especially. And we're running the gamut here. This next one right here was off of an EP release that Jesse Mallon did in 2003. He was just now starting his solo career at this point. It started the year before. 
and he had put an EP out in which he did a cover of a real important song to him, definitely an anthem in his neck of the world for sure. It's it's iconic, especially on the East Coast side of things in America. We're going to do a Bruce Springsteen song right here, a song that I didn't know for the longest time until just a few years ago that supposedly Springsteen originally wrote this song for the Ramones and what that would have been. But didn't happen. It wound up back at Springsteen's, I think probably at the behest of his manager or something. It's like, no, no, you need to sing that because that's a hit. Don't give that one away. Uh, but all those years later, it was covered by a guy who would wind up becoming friends with Bruce down the road and do some duets with him, Jesse Mallon, the great Jesse Mallon, at this point formerly of Degeneration on his solo career. And he's got his own version, actually a more ballad-type version of Hungry Heart. So here you go. Check it out. Got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack. I went out for a ride. And I never came back Like a river that don't know how it's flown I took a long turn and I just kept gone Everybody's got a hungry heart Everybody's got a hungry heart Lay down your money and you pay your part Everybody's got a uh, uh, hungry heart I met her in a Kingstown bar We fell in love, I knew it had to end We took what we had, we ripped it apart Down again. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Everybody's got a hungry heart. Lay down your money and you play your part. Everybody's got a Smart. Follow 
there that i've only grown as a fan doing these countdown shows over these last few years so over the last three four years definitely come to finally really appreciate the greatness of the manic street preachers there from england and that was a new song at the time in 2003 which went on their two disc compilation called lipstick traces a secret history of the manic street preachers that was a new song called judge yourself and that's a cool release, man. It's got a ton of cover songs on there. So I actually went with an original because there's so many covers on this episode already. And not that I have to not play covers for that reason, but I really like that song there, Judge Yourself, and it just shows how great that band is. So there you have it. If you are curious, go look up that Lipstick Traces compilation. There's a lot of material to get into, and I definitely recommend it. Great, great band. So the next one right here, I actually battled myself internally whether or not to play this on here. I wound up listening to this album a lot in 2003, kind of for that reason where, for me, as someone who was working music retail at the time, managing a CD store, you don't want to just blow it out all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not like a 12-hour a rock party. Anything gets old after a while. So you just throw on different things to kind of listen to it and see what you think. And the idea, especially if you're trying to peddle and sell the stuff, you, you, you need to be able to talk it up to a, to a point, or at least get around it in conversation. Sort of like learning a few phrases when you go overseas. I feel like music and art is the same thing. It's the same language, but... The more you can talk about it, the better it'll be. So, there you go. So, I say all that to say I was intrigued by this release because I really thought this person did have some talent, some chops. And I thought maybe, and I've I've longed for rock music to find more stars that will potentially cross over and just keep rock going and stuff like that. And that didn't really happen so much in the 21st century. But I was sitting there thinking... At this time, I was like, man, we, we don't have like a Pat Benatar anymore or a Tina Turner kind of thing. And I was just hoping that some lady would come along and be the next one of those whilst being their own thing. And even though this person had put out a bunch of superficial pop records over time, I was like, well, maybe this person is finally going to flip the switch and become great. And I wasn't necessarily right about this. But I do like the person, and I guess being a dude in his early 20s at the time, I was like, well, she's pretty cute. <laughs> Sometimes that's what it takes, I guess. But that all being said, Mandy Moore had put out a record in 2003 called Coverage, and it's an all-covers album. And I gotta say, the material that either she picked or someone picked for her, and I'm not saying which one is right, I'm not sure, because I wasn't there, and I didn't read up about this, but... The material that was picked for this album is very interesting. It's some of the coolest, best songs ever written. You got stuff like Elton John's Mona Lisa's The Mad Hatters, which is kind of a, a standard for any really good singer at a karaoke night, or just something fun like One Way or Another by Blondie. 
You also got a, a kind of out of nowhere breaking us in two, the great Joe Jackson song. So I was intrigued to listen to this release. And then right off the bat, right at the top of the record, she pulls a cover of one of my favorite songs of all time, even at this point, one of my favorite songs ever, XTC's Senses Working Overtime. So I will just go ahead and warn you, I don't think this is a great cover, but I'm just playing it on principle, the fact that Mandy Moore, of all people, on her covers album, not only covered this song, but kicked the album off with it. So there was probably something in somebody's head, whether it was her or the label saying, well, this could be a hit <laughs> and maybe it'll be a hit in America. It was, it was in the UK. Maybe it'll be over here now. Finally, if I had my way if, in a perfect world, this album would definitely sound a lot more organic. It would be mixed a lot better and it would sound more timeless. Unfortunately, the mix throughout most of the album falls into the early 2000s pop music trappings. So the production is not great on this. I will say I think her singing is really good on it. And there's something there. And like I said, if, if I had my hands on this, I would make sure it got mixed and, and played actually like a, with real rock band backing her up. A real rock band backing up Mandy Moore with the kind of decent talent she has as a singer could have been something she could have really become something bigger than she was and i don't think she had a bad career obviously she did well as an actress and what have you but yeah i was just kind of really pulling for her at this point yeah maybe for a few shallow reasons but also just for the music i thought the music and the idea of this was good and the execution wasn't that great and it didn't turn out to be a big hit for her so there you have it they should have gone the other direction i i was right but that all being said, check it out. Just for the kind of the absurdity and randomness of this, here is Mandy Moore covering XTC. This is Senses Working Overtime. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, hey, the clouds are away. The straw for the donkeys and the innocents can all sleep safely. No sleep safely My, my, the sun is bright There's photo for the cannons And the guilty ones can no sleep safely No sleep safely No, the world is football shaped It's just for me to kick in space
All right, there's a two for 40 right there. That was kicked off with Mandy Moore doing Since It's Working Overtime, the XTC song. And, man, if I, I just retch when I hear that DJ scratching on there, the, the all the computer stuff and the keyboard stuff and the fake DJ scratching. It's so bad. It damn near ruins the song, if not ruins it altogether. But everything else, I think, on that track is great. So, And then hopefully I won you all back with that really cool gem right there, by the Murder Dolls. That was taken off of the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack, which at the time, that was the only way to get that particular song. And I listened to that song countless amount of times in 2003. I just thought that was a cool fucking song. I still think it's a cool song. They wound up, because Murder Dolls being on Roadrunner Records, and if you're on Roadrunner Records, your album gets re-released like a minimum of five, six times before the run's over, which is exaggerating, but it's it's almost on point. But yeah, a band that I unfortunately think I just flat out forgot to put on uh, any inclusion of a countdown maybe last year for 2002 or something like that. I think that's right. So I'll make it up to him later. But I was really into that first Murder Dolls record, and I love that song there. Welcome to the Strange from the Freddy vs. Jason soundtrack. If you can find their, uh, was it Beyond the Valley of the Murder Dolls debut album, if you can find that with the bonus tracks on it, it's got that on there. It's got their version of White Wedding. It's a cool release, so I recommend for sure. So that definitely goes for inclusion in all-time weird twofers on Rock Strikes 10. And let's do another wacky twofer, albeit this one makes a little bit more sense because it's two covers in a row, also specifically two 80s cover songs in a row. But of course, yes, done in 2003. This first one, you've heard it, you know it, but I... I do like it, so I am playing it on the show. I intend this one completely as a fan. And the other one, I've played on the show as well. And I'm almost positive I played it earlier this year in the spring. But it's so weird, I gotta play it again. It's so damn fun and weird and random. Much like the Mandy Moore cover, but I think you'll enjoy this one a bit more. Because, like I said, I played it earlier in the year and I didn't get any hate mail over it. So, let's go with that. So here is two 80s covers in a row. We're going to kick things off with the obvious one from their singles collection, their best of, what have you, in 2003, wrapping up their career, basically. This is No Doubt with their version of Talk Talks, It's My Life. Enjoy.
Some random wacky 80s covers right there, starting off things with No Doubt and their version of Talk Talks, It's My Life, which, in my opinion, that song sounds so much better in the confines of Rock Strikes 10 rather than some random stupid uh, terrestrial pop station that they actually still play it as far as I know. But also, following that, and you won't hear this on regular ass radio, Robert Palmer's version of ZZ Top's TV Dinner's which I did play on my Eliminator episode earlier this year. But two big notable things in 2003. Yes, Robert Palmer had an odds and ends release here with his last album called Drive, which the reason it's an odds and ends album is because it's pretty much all covers, if not all covers, and mostly blues songs too. And that, that counts as a blues song because it's a ZZ Top song. But 
Yeah, just the randomness of Robert Palmer covering TV dinners. And I believe his last ever appearance on television was him playing that song acoustically with his band. But yes, Robert would pass away, unfortunately, a few months after that album's release in the fall of 2003. So also this acts as a fallen entry for that reason for the year. So there you have it. I really like Robert Palmer. I've only become more of a fan of his as time has gone on. In the 80s, of course, I was very aware of him. I knew all the singles that came out, but went back and listened to some of his older records. And even some of those records that were popular in the 80s, there's some good stuff on there too. And I was just saying, man, I miss the idea of a Robert Palmer being around in show business in the rock world and kind of rock and pop crossover. A little bit of R&B just that cool, suave guy in a suit that also kind of rocks a little bit. A little bit of like the, the James Bond of rock and roll. I think he's even been called that. So, a man of mystery. But yes, rest in peace, Robert Palmer. Cool-ass dude in my book. And let's close things out with another cool-ass dude who unfortunately is no longer with us. And I wanted to include this because it's a really cool gem of a release. And it counts as an odd and end because it's a DVD EP set, actually of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. It's Last DJ Live at the Olympic. And it is what it says it is. It's like I saw this tour, the Last DJ tour, and he played the whole damn album, which I thought was super ballsy. And I liked the Last DJ record, so I was happy when I went to the show. I'm sure a lot of people weren't. And he did throw in some old stuff here and there, but even when he went old, he went kind of deep. So I was like, man, that guy, that guy doesn't give a shit. Between this album and that set list, like... That actually made me more of a fan of Tom Petty, just because I was like, what a fucking punk rocker he is. But yes, I highly recommend picking up this Last of the Olympic DVD. It's a great performance. You get to see the tour that I saw if you missed it. And the band's just on. They're just locked in. And also, you got Ron Blair back in the band as he replaced the unfortunate and doomed Howie Epstein in here. But getting the original guy back, it just gives the band even more of a sense of a family and a brethren. So, yeah, it's a cool show. And the EP in question, the CD EP, is from the handful of soundstage tapings that the band did at around that time. So it's a cool set. And I went ahead and found some ripped audio of this off of YouTube. Uh, and I wanted to play it for you. And definitely one of the highlights of the last DJ tour was this song right here. Such a great song. I think it definitely works as a great closer here tonight. So here is Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with... Have love, we'll travel. You never had a chance, did you, babe? So good looking, so insecure. say you can't remember when the line you drew began to burn Yeah, man. 
strand of rope, a tornado Joe's in the backyard, trying to keep things simple And the lonely DJ's digging a ditch Closing off the show here today and closing off part three of five of the Odds and Ends of 2003. That was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, one of the greatest bands of all time right there. From the last DJ live at the Olympic, that was Have Love, Will Travel, and Let's Have a Hand for both of those things for sure. Love that part. Even if you don't know the song, you applaud when Tom compels you to. It's it's great. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I know it was a weird one, but that is the odds and ends, yo. So we'll be back with part four. And we only have two more episodes to go now before the big albums countdown of 2003. I know I said it before, but I guarantee you greatness on this countdown. Even if you're not like, oh, 2003. Even if you're ho-hum about the idea of this. I, I promise you, you will hear some great, great music. Most of it unheard and unappreciated, but it's going to be a great show. A lot of familiar faces, a lot of new faces too, but it's going to be great. So until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. 
We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.